Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include but are not limited to professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Your discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. All right, Tim, the question for today's episode is, should we discriminate against disabled people? I mean, obviously, yes. If um, their disability is causing them to be unable to perform the job that they're required to perform. So in that sense, yes. So, (laughs) I mean, as uh, offensive as it sounds, um, yes, like you should discriminate against a class of people called blind people by not hiring them to be your pilots. So, sure. Okay, so you're you're basically saying, you know, um, based off of their merit, there's just certain things that they cannot do, right? That's right. I mean, and so like the idea of a disability is, you know, to be unable to perform certain tasks. And if those tasks are required for certain jobs, then obviously you should discriminate against them as it relates to their specific disability and the tasks that you're actually required. Now, I mean, you're not really allowed to say this, like, and so it feels like you're saying something wrong because we've basically, um, you know, adopted a, a bit of an irrational understanding of what discrimination actually is. But then, according to the meaning of the words and the meaning of the concepts, yes, I mean, you should, like, the whole point is that we should be striving for the kind of society that is based upon ability, is based on merit, is not based on, you know, checking certain boxes along those lines. So, so now, you know, as a result of intersectionality, as a result of um, social justice in general, what's happened is that you're you're trying to fix like implicit bias and things like this with reverse partiality towards particular individuals. And what ends up happening is that you're you're encouraged to lower standards of ability to give certain people jobs in order to fix historical injustices. But then as it relates to this topic, this is just an example of how, you know, you, uh, once you start down this path, you end up coming to some pretty remarkable conclusions. And so like in order to demonstrate what I'm talking about, I wanted to talk a little bit about ableism. So a lot of this is a discussion about ableism. And so I'm just going to pull up an an article about ableism real quick and just uh, <laughs> read a definition of a- ableism as it relates to this topic. But Okay. So the, the question they're asking on the article is, what is ableism? 
And their the response is, ableism is discrimination of and social prejudice against people with dis- disabilities. So, so far, um, like, that sounds bad, right? Ableism mm-hmm. is discrimination of and social prejudice against people with disabilities. And notice what it says. It says, based on the belief that typical abilities are superior. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, meaning like... Having sight is superior to not having sight. Right, right. And so this is where, <laughs> this is where you have, uh, like, our society is like overly sensitive to these kind of realities. And like, you know, based on the logic of the project, you're not even allowed to say that traditional or typical abilities are superior to disabilities. So, like, not. I mean, you can't even really, um, you know, call them. Like, it, it's it's difficult to even know what you're allowed to call them right so Mm -hmm. like at times maybe you're allowed to call them disabilities if you say so in a negative way but then the idea is they're trying to make a distinction between typical abilities and disabilities right so and then the belief is that typical abilities are superior this is ableism this is bad right so at its heart ableism is rooted in the assumption that disabled people require fixing and defines people by their disability like racism sexism uh, ableism classifies entire groups of people as less than and includes harmful stereotypes, misconceptions, generalizations of people with disabilities. But then this is the the point. The point is that you know if you if you if you want to hire a pilot, hire a pilot, then you have to be operating under like real world assumptions. And real world assumptions in this scenario are that eyesight is better than non eyesight. Mm-hmm. And you know now. Now this only makes sense if you're living if you're living in the world that God created, right? In the world that God created, eyesight was part of God's design and plan for the human right. race. Yeah. And so because of sin like entering into the world, then there might be certain individuals who are born without the ability to have sight. But that doesn't mean that you take the entirety of society and gear it around like a like a a um problem right <laughs> so a lack of eyesight biblically speaking is a problem that needs to be overcome and it will be one day overcome in the eschaton right so mm-hmm. this is a problem like god designed human beings with eyes and god like you know having eyes that do not work that's an objectively like that objectively that's a problem that needs to be resolved and it's going to like, like limit a substantial part of what it even means to be human like, in this life right so mm-hmm. what you don't do is you don't create an entire world that's going to like in in the guise of like egalitarianism like everyone has to be equal what you don't do is take a least common denominator approach to what it make, means to be human and then like force everyone to you know live in a world that um caters to disabilities in this way does that make sense Yeah I I guess I just want to know why you know why you're basically saying that these people are subhuman. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously like, saying that they're subhuman, <laughs> that like they don't deserve to even breathe the air that they breathe. I mean, it's so it's so obvious, Tim, that it's you know. I I just want to know where you get that justification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you have like essential features of humanity, and you know, one of those essential features is not eyesight. But then that's a normal feature of what it means to be human. <laughs> like, so God's designed the human race to have, you know, two arms, right? Despite the fact right. that like, a person might have a cord wrapped around their arm and come, like, be born with one arm. Like, the 
So you think about God's general human design. God's general human design is for human beings to be able to see, to be able to hear, to be able to smell, to be able to touch, to be able to taste, right? So mm-hmm. this is God's design. And then when like there are um, individuals who are born with, you know, those normal components of what it means to be human, like um, not operational in certain ways, but then like, you know, 99.9% of people have all five senses, right? Like they have right. touch, t- touch, sight, taste, you know, hearing, smell, um, uh, and all of it, right? So, like the the issue though is like these are um, these are disabilities. You're missing out on a like a significant, you know, like if as I say, you're missing out on a significant feature of what human life is like for the vast majority of people alive. Um, and there's no amount of like we, like we can't we can try to pretend for you that you're not right in order to make you feel better. But that doesn't actually help anyone because everyone who's blind knows that they're missing out on this, you know, significant feature of like uh, what it means to be human in that way. They're missing out on something. So now right. we, we can be sentimental about it or we can operate in the real world and say, yes, it is actually a trial that you're going to have to bear that God has given you to bear. Um, but then like what's happening, though, like with the, the social justice world, this ableism kind of discussion and the egalitarian assumptions that are undergirding it is that everyone has to be the same. And so what that means is that, like, if I have eyes, eyes at work and, you know, I uh, engage in activities that are required for eyesight, that somehow I'm robbing this other person of something because I'm enjoying something that they're not able to enjoy, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, in, in that way, like, like, if you follow the logic of this project and you're not allowed to discriminate on these people and you're not allowed to even say that traditional abilities are better than disabilities in that way. We have to pretend like they're just a different strength set or something and then gear the world in such a way that everyone's the same. Then what you end up doing is you end up taking away everything that like it means to be human, right? Uh, because right. You, because there's always someone who's disabled who aren't, isn't going to be able to enjoy the things you're enjoying. So this is like a system set up based on envy. And that's the problem with it. It's based on envy. Like en- envy is the... the um, the uh, oil in the engine that keeps this thing going where like, I don't have to feel bad if I watch a TV show because there's a blind person who can't enjoy a TV show. And I don't have to like in me, like having a TV isn't uh, active, you know, ableism like um, to where I'm, you know, shaming this person who can't enjoy a TV like this, that God's given people different gifts and some people he's given a certain set of trials and, and, you know, as it relates to this topic of discrimination, I don't, we don't like um, what you need like, is you need to have like people who are able to do the task that you need them to do and pay them to do it. And what's happening, though, is that you have like a, um, with the logic of this project, like these, um, you know, you have all along the intersectional hierarchy, you have the race discussion, you have the sexual deviancy kind of discussion, you have the gender discussion. And with, uh, you know, the ableism kind of discussion, this is kind of the ultimate victim card, right? That you can play Mm -hmm. where you can make the entire world cater around your disability, even in order for everything to be fair. And as Christians, you just have to reject that. It's just not the way that life works. So are you saying, you know, when it comes to a disabled person, are we like not supposed to help them in any way? Like, I mean, how far, how far does this go? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I don't want to help them. I don't want to help a blind person be a pilot. 
Right. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Like, like in, mm-hmm. in that way, like there's, um, there's more people to love than the disabled person. And, you know, and you can see this like at sporting events and things like that, um, to where they'll let the mentally handicapped person come in and like on the rare occasion, the mentally handicapped person will like actually perform a good play or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But then like, if, um, like if you think about the way this actually works, like I'm, um, like you, you have a game that's, that's being played that's based on skill and it's based on ability. Right. And you mm-hmm. per, put a person in who doesn't have like ability and doesn't have the same kind of skill. Then what you're doing is you're forcing everyone to engage in kind of a lie. Right. Mm-hmm. In order to make that person feel better. Right. So everyone just stops playing because they don't know what to do because they know that like, it's not, like we all have to engage and pretend in order to make this person feel okay. So in a certain way, like what's happening there is like everyone's just engaging in a lie for the purpose of that individual and violating the entire structure of the way the game is supposed to work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we do this and like everyone praises that when things like that happen. But then if you're the player, when that thing is happening, you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Right. (laughs) Like, you're just uh, like, I'm not you know, going to try. Do- you're right. Yeah, I'm not going to try. Please don't do this at the state championship, you know, at the last moment, you know, force us all to have <laughs> a diversity, equity, inclusion moment, please. Like, um, because like, the, like all you're doing is you're sabotaging the way the world works. And so, I mean, I think there's a real sense in which like, like what you want to do, like as a Christian person is you want to help out a disabled person by giving them something that they can do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, giving them something that they can productively do. So, yeah, I mean, there may be like jobs that you can give a blind person and you, you may go out of your way to try to give them a job to do that they can legitimately do, right? But mm-hmm. what you don't want to do is give them a job that they can't do. And that's part of the problem with the Social Justice Project is that name of inclusion and name of diversity like there's this demand that you put people in jobs that they can't do. And then when you do that, everyone suffers, right? So you don't want the blind guy building your buildings. Like you don't, like you right. don't want them to be the architect. Okay. Like you don't like, like so you need to, um, like there are certain abilities that you need in order to do this well that you don't have. And we can't just give you like a normal salary in order to accomplish a task you're unequipped for. And so what we need is we need across the board, we need people being put in positions that they're able to fulfill, right? And mm-hmm. looking for opportunities to get people in positions they're able to fulfill, not just lowering the standards. Because if you do this, like this is just a dramatic example of what would happen. Like if you follow the logic of the egalitarian project to its end, you're going to be putting a bunch of people into situations where they're fundamentally unable to do the job. And like all you're doing is stealing from people, right? You're just stealing from people. You know, you got to hire four blind people at your job. It's like, I don't have jobs for them, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so then basically you're just giving them money to have a position that they can't feel, fulfill. And, you know, all that does is build resentment and it's, it's theft, right? It shouldn't be done in a heavy handed way along those lines. And I could, I could see, you know, in a world where you take that to its logical conclusion, I could see an outcome where. You know, you basically like right now you have scientists who are trying to find solutions to a lot of these disabilities. Right. So for the person who loses a hand, they're trying to find ways to, you know, give them a hand back. Right. Right. Through some sort of like, 
you know, like robotic Anakin hand or something. Right. Um, but then this, it's the same thing for like sight and for hearing. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever find solutions that can truly like overcome all of these disabilities, but it's at least encouraging to see that there's some progress seemingly made on these things. But then if you start treating disabilities, like they're not disabilities. actually disabilities, well then all of a sudden you lose a lot of the motivation, you know, to, to put in the work or to even get the funding to try and come up with those solutions. Right. Yes. So, so you're also yep. hurt. You're kind of hurting those people. Um, when you, when you think of, when you think about it that way, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, imagine you're in a scenario where like, you know, you, you, the guy gets a robotic arm, he's lost his arm. He's got a robotic arm and now you can restore dignity as an employer by hiring him. And let's say that he can only perform 80% of the job. You know, he can't like, he can only perform up to 80% of the job as a normal person. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, as a employer, you ought to have the ability and the right to show generosity towards him and give him a full salary, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And not an 80% salary, just out of the kindness and gener generosity of your heart. Now, what's happening is, like with uh, the discrimination laws, is that you're being forced to, you know, show generosity, right, and charity. And when you're yeah. being forced to show generosity and charity, that's theft, okay? That's someone sure, forcing yeah. you to, like, to um, hire someone who might be less productive, right? So you, you, you can... Um, so I think like generosity is a good thing. It shouldn't be like mandated by the government. And I don't think that people should be discriminating against a disabled person um, who can legitimate, like just because they have some disability or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, if you can name any disability, I'm not going to hire you just because you have a disability, like meaning like, let's say that you have no sense of taste. Or, well, <laughs> you can still fly a plane or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like and so and that's what people hear when you say should you discriminate against disabled people it's like that kind of thing right it's like well that's right literally like i don't like the issue is is their disability preventing them from you know performing the, the function that they need to and if so yes absolutely right as a class of people you should discriminate you should discriminate against blind people for pilot jobs as a class right yes mm -hmm. yeah but then you know i think the um, you know, as an employer at your own, you know, judgment, not being coerced by anyone on the outside. If you want to take a person who take on a person who's going to be a lot more work in order to restore dignity to them and to give them an opportunity, you should you should be free to do that. Whatever you want to do with your own money as an act of generosity at that point, but it shouldn't be compelled with a heavy hand by the government. I mean, and you shouldn't be forced to pretend like, um, like this is an equal you know, job that you're giving in that way. If that makes okay. Sense. Fair enough. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. 
Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.